We are all the way up and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys, the faction. But I'm not by myself. No, 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 no. The new daddy's in the house. GB, what's happening? What's up, good brother? How are you, man? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Now, I just gave you Madison Square Garden. You did. And you gave me Jackson has tapped you out. Because <laughs> he has. <laughs> oh, he he's has. over there putting y'all in the sleep oh, hole and everything. Lord, it's crazy. And I'm trying to be somewhat subdued because we finally got him sleep. Mom is finally able to get some sleep. So I'm trying to somewhat be a little subdued as to not wake them up, even though there's a door and walls and stuff separating us. I still want to, you know, but yeah, listen, like, if I told you uh, what my new schedule is, it would be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Who are you, Flair? Right. Who are you, Flair in the 80s? I'm just saying, man, it's just like, uh, you know, people do the hashtag team no sleep. Yeah. 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 I was, let's see, I was up. Well, let's see. When did I actually get to bed last night? Last night. Well, let's start the day before because I think I was up by. I think it was. Yeah, it was. I went. It was about four thirty. I was up, and uh, I thought it would just take like a quick thirty minutes to put him to sleep. He didn't go to sleep till six thirty. Uh-huh. Then he got up again at seven, and so I'm dealing with him till about eight thirty, um, and then I'm up. You know, and so uh, in wrestling term, Jackson is doing his Broadway. Oh man, he's going to hours straight. He's literally like he's Flair. He's doing it like it's nothing, <laughs> man. It's, it's crazy. So yeah, we're trying to get him adjusted schedule wise, but it is it is something. And so yeah, but my wife is a trooper. I just I remain um, just blown away because obviously you know with her breastfeeding and things, she's really all in in terms of just all the things that she has to do uh whether she's pumping or she's feeding or you know she's just trying to get stuff together and so i'm trying to tell her babe go to sleep go to sleep um so yeah it's it's uh it's a journey but you know we're we're here i've never seen i've never seen this hill beard on you either like you have a hill like like you're turning hill here's what's funny what's funny is it started with my wife liking a low beard and i was like because i don't really like to keep a lot of face on a lot of hair on my face but she was just like oh no i really like it i was like okay well for you i'll grow it and um and now i just i'm actually kind of tired of it so <laughs> I, I might try to shave it off at some point my my concern Man, is i, I don't want, know what to do with it yeah I, I don't know what jack i don't i don't want jackson to get confused once i shave it off to be like who is that <laughs> my, 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 mama got a bay right like who's <laughs> mama got a this? so hopefully the smell <laughs> will kind of remind him but he gets that look in his eyes so yeah <laughs> like who are you and where have you been Holy you ain't been around Right, like, where's the other guy? guy. Where's the other guy? So, yeah, man. In one day, he goes from his father being a heel to a baby face with a clean cut. A literal baby face, which is kind of funny. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) How are you doing? I know you've been doing quite a bit of traveling lately. Man, I am doing good. I'm actually getting ready to, uh, in a few days, well, well, there's two things. Um, hosting some out of town guests who shall remain nameless. Okay. Uh, coming up here soon, as I don't want to spoil it. 
but I'll just say that they're from the Mid-South area. Uh-huh. Uh, and so uh, I'll be hosting them soon, but then I'll be making my way to New York City to confront the Madison Square Garden spirit that tried to hold WWE as the only owners, but this year we broke it. So I'll be going by Madison Square Garden to pay homage to yes. them and all that they have done. If I make my way by the Brooklyn Nets Arena, mm -hmm. uh, I will definitely uh, uh, poot or fart on the building. Shame as that seems you. to be the new home of the WWE. Yeah, it is. But so, that's the home of all those great NXT TakeOver Brooklyns. One, two, three, and four. I'll do a half poot. Oh, my. Shame on you. Yeah. It won't be double or nothing. It'll be single or oh something. Oh, my gosh. So, I'll do a half poot. Which I don't know how that works. But I'll, I'll figure it out. That could get dangerous. Because I don't know how you control like, half of it. Listen, it can get dangerous go. really, really quick. Go. I mean, GB, I don't know who you are today. You normally have on a wrestling t-shirt. Today yeah. you're rocking like some NFL this, camp yeah, t-shirt. Like, is... who are you? <laughs> I'm a tired dad. Like, like, like GB has turned into <laughs> indie new dad. But it's, it's all good. One thing I wanted to make sure of is, you know, if I do nothing else, I have to hop on the faction. It's just my release. It's the one place uh, where I feel absolutely at home and feel like me so i haven't been able to do ddp yoga in a couple of weeks and so i gotta do this to kind of make oh, me man. feel like it keeps you know centered. it does it absolutely does so yeah well it's good to have you back we missed you when you were gone yeah but today is going to be great because we have you back and actually we're hopping over to episode this is episode 167 of the faction right here on bonafide radio we actually will talk about the nxt takeover 25 we're talking about that gb aew versus nxt would have been on raw bill goldberg showed up on smackdown and kofi goes home but before we do it is the undisputed Eras theme song by cfo you're listening to the faction on bonafide radio that's right the way it's supposed to be this is a total package lex luger and you are turned into the faction
the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to The Faction, powered by Bonnerfide Radio. You were just listening to Undisputed Era. Sounds like my reputation with Courtney. Ah. All right, what? bring us back to where we were. <laughs> so we've got a few things going on. This has been a really heavy season of pro wrestling, particularly with a number of major events. So if we go back to not this past weekend, but the weekend before, uh, AEW, well, actually even go before then, right? That Sunday we had Money in the Bank. Then that was followed by that Saturday on May the 25th by Double or Nothing. Then this past Saturday, we had NXT TakeOver 25. Today, we had Best of the Super Junior, yeah, Best of the Super Juniors Tournament uh, from uh, New Japan. Then on June the 9th, we've got, well, actually before June the 9th, this coming Friday, we have uh, WWE Super Showdown. Then on Sunday, we've got Dominion from uh, New Japan, which will feature a world title match for Chris Jericho. So a lot of wrestling happening in these few days. And of course, we've got recaps for you. So let's go back to this past Saturday, NXT TakeOver 25, streaming live from the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. It kicked off with a barn burner. Matt Riddle defeated Roderick Strong. Then in a ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships, your new NXT Tag Team Champions are the Street Profits, who defeated Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan, the Undisputed Era, and the Forgotten Sons. The Velveteen Dream retained the NXT North American Championship by defeating Tyler Breeze. Shayna Baszler is still your NXT Women's Champion by defeating Io Shirai. And in the main event, this is pretty crazy, Adam Cole defeated Johnny Gargano to become the new NXT champion. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on the 25th presentation of NXT TakeOver? It was exactly what I knew it would be. I knew it would be a great night. Why? We have competition now. See, before they were wrestling because they knew they were better than the don't start that mess with me because I'm ready. Here we go. Here but now go. that the grandson of a plumber has some money, has some backing, had great production, had a little Moxley in his back pocket, I knew that Triple H would have to push his boys and say, we need gold. Now, don't get me wrong. NXT has always given us gold. But when you have an AEW coming over your shoulder, when you have some boys that are hungry, when you got some boys that got that money, when you got some boys who looking at you saying, we them boys and we number one, of course it would be a great night. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Clack, what'd you think? You know, I was able to actually catch some of NXT TakeOver. And, uh, you know, I have been coming uh, an increasingly excited fan of NXT. And I will say I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, unfortunately, and as much as I hate to admit this, I have to agree with Courtney. I think sometimes the absence of competition breeds stagnation, even at a high pitch. And I think NXT possibly was approaching that. I'm telling you, that tag team ladder match, was that crazy. thing was special. It was crazy. That thing was special. 
It was well. Let me just say. Now, now, oh, now, now, GGB, before you get your locks in the bunch, <laughs> and, and clack, clack, listen to me, because the baby is asleep. He can't get loud. Oh, so that's true. He, he can't properly defend himself. He's a defenseless man. He cannot wake up my nephew. He cannot do it. Leave and him I don't alone. want to. Trust me. I don't want right. to. Oh, sleep like on, son. Man sleep on. All night long. Listen, oh no. Listen. <laughs> Last night was a little bit better. The night before was ruthless, but that's another story. But anyway, you were saying, "Oh Courtney, wow, yeah." Can you see him? He got a he got a beard, and he's not wearing a wrestling shirt. That's true. <laughs> he is he dressed. His butt kicked over there. <laughs> Baby Bonner made him tap. Man, yeah, man. listen, you got to put him over. Listen. But GB, before you get your locks in a bunch, we're not saying. That NXT wasn't always good. Mm-hmm. We're saying we see some new fervor within even that portion of the company because AEW is on everyone's heels. Well, let me say a couple of things. Number one, NXT was has been the number one brand in pro wrestling now probably for about three to four years everything they've done has been consistently great consistently better than wwe's alleged main product uh they've been more consistent than ring of honor more consistent than impact more consistent even than our friends at new japan so nxt has been number one i don't think there's any question about that now here's what i will say i think that NXT was not going to pay any attention to All Elite until Saturday night when Cody Rhodes did not do something in effigy of Vince McMahon. He did it of Triple H. He busted the the throne of Triple H, which when you think about it, maybe that wasn't a direct shot at what we know as WWE. Maybe it was a direct shot at the true number one brand in the industry, NXT. So we know that NXT is really considering all of this. And here's how we know. From the start of the pay-per-view, as they were doing their intros, Nigel McGuinness says, Welcome to the real alternative in pro wrestling. Now, that's a direct shot at All Elite. Because All Elite has labeled themselves as an alternative and not necessarily as competition. One other thing I should mention, and that is a tweet coming from the Velveteen Dream following TakeOver. And his tweet said, follow that at All Elite Wrestling. So... Uh, we he don't kn- want no smoke, though. We know he don't want no smoke. We know Velveteen Dream is that dude. So I think it's very evident to say that there is real competition, and I think you know it's kind of like NBA teams, NFL teams. They may be friends with each other, but you know, you 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 talk about me or you take a shot at me, I'm going to show you I'm the best. And so um, I'll say this: I think NXT was going to be great anyway. I think what All Elite did by poking the bear, by messing with Triple H, listen, what you don't do is mess with my daddy, right? And so NXT looks at him as the father of NXT. So with that said, yeah. Now here's what's even more interesting about this when we think about it, right? It becomes more interesting when you think about the influence that one Dusty Rhodes had on NXT. 
So when you look at the influence that Dusty had on NXT, maybe this was Cody, because as we keep trying to decode why Cody went after Triple H and not Vince, could it be that he felt like Triple H is getting all the credit for something that perhaps Dusty laid the foundation for? Um, so I think we could be looking at that for the All Elite NXT battle because there is no competition with Raw and SmackDown. Listen, NXT. There are, 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 Hunter, Hunter is being hunted. Yeah, the but- reason Hunter's being hunted is because. I saw the interview where Hunter said the most valuable thing Dusty gave him was his playbook. Dusty had a book of all of his ideas Mm -hmm. that he bequeathed to Hunter. He gave it to Hunter. This is Cody saying, you may have the book, but I got the DNA. And the grandson of a plumber, the loud lithic Cody, is making a point saying, Hunter, you're not better because there is an ending to that playbook. There is a last page. There is one more move. But when it's in me, I'm just creative. I well, feel like taking a text but, but to let, let you know that Cody is putting it down. But let's just say this, though. Let's not. Let us not devalue the history of Triple H. Triple H is called the game because he is a student of the game. Here's a guy trained by Killer Kowalski, who was the guy studying this business. While the rest of the clique was out smoking and drinking, this guy was keeping his body clean and keeping his mind sharp. Here's a guy who left guaranteed money at WCW for an opportunity to apply his craft in WWE. Here's a guy who has ascended to the top of the WWE, not just in the ring, but out of the ring. And I'll say this, I think Cody may be picking with the wrong person. I'd say I'd rather... No, 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 no. I'd rather pick on Vince than Triple H. Here's why. Because Vince doesn't have that much creativity left. Vince's time is limited. This is my say. This is what I'm saying. Vince's time is limited, but Triple H... Nah, Triple H is in his prime. I, I wouldn't mess with Triple I H. I gotta go hands on Vince and, and, and keep him around a little longer. Yeah. Because we're uh, gonna try to have to figure out where to put his bones. So, so with that said, oh, very, I wonder when Vince dies, if you could take a dying Federation and throw it on his bones and that Federation come back to life. I wonder if he's absolutely. gonna have. The, did you say absolutely? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, I'll just say this: uh, WCW didn't, but that's another story. Um, so with that said, uh, NXT, does that have to do with anything? It had everything. WCW was a dying organization, and when they got in Vince's hands, Vince gave them about six months, and that was it. It was over because he choked them that's, out. That's that's you're both wrong. No, no. First of all, yeah, you are. Bones represent structure, number one. Okay, and if you throw any wrestling organization on Vince's structure, it can live forever, and I'll tell you where. In the network, WCW is not oh, dead; it's alive. Oh, and because it came into contact with Vince's structure, oh, it is alive. I, I wish we were. I wish you could see. I, I'm oh, watching God. WCW as we speak. Well, it, it is alive. To, to that you. point, to that point, I just I wish the network would block you from watching WCW because you only watch. What? I wish they would block you. I wish that they would take. Hey, network. Branded J. Clack at Yahoo God. or Gmail or AOL God. or Hotwire or whatever he is. 
Can you block his access to the WCW portion? Hotwire.com is at Hotmail. If you could block him, I would be listen. He does nothing but make fun of it. I, I hope I, they block I, Courtney. I actually wasn't making fun this time. You yeah. always make fun. Not this time. Well, let me let me just go ahead and say this because uh, with everything, I still haven't said a word about Takeover itself. Uh, Takeover was great. Um, all of the matches were incredible. They were hard hitting, uh, which I absolutely love. And I got a shout out. Wrestle and Flow, uh, also known as Josiah Williams, who I've talked about quite a bit here on the show. We're really trying to get him on. He is a young rapper and creative who happens to be a Christian who uh, has been signed to NXT to do some backstage work. He was known for uh, basically creating remixes of wrestling theme songs and adding some incredible raps over them. Well, he got the privilege of performing Adam Cole's theme song to lead Adam Cole into victory on TakeOver. I I felt like it was my brother or something. Like I was so excited for him. So shout out to uh, Josiah Williams doing just an amazing job uh, representing at NXT. So before we move on to what's next, um, I didn't do this after Money in the Bank, and I'll probably go back, go ahead and update things. But for those who are paying attention to our championship situation um, within the faction, the current champion is Courtney. Uh, that title is defended over a cumulative period. Uh, and I think this one, the last one ended at WrestleMania. I don't know if this one's going to end at SummerSlam or maybe in July. We got to figure that out. But uh, if we add to the to the, the tally, here's how NXT TakeOver went. The defending champion, Courtney, went 1-4 with his predictions. The only one he got right was the Velveteen Dream retaining the uh, North American Championship. Yours truly, Mr. NXT, actually came in at 3-2, and two, uh, getting everything right except the women's title match and the NXT title match. And in a move that actually resembles Mr. NXT, Brandon Clack, and I can't even believe I'm saying this, I think he was hanging out with Bianca Belair because he went undefeated. 5-0 and for NXT TakeOver, Brandon Clack. Wait a minute. It's Brandon Clack who's on this show? On this show. Boom. On this show, he picked everybody. Adam Cole, Shayna Boom. Baszler, Street Profits, okay. Velveteen Dream, okay. and Matt okay. Riddle. So I see exactly it, what it is, this is. It is. We supposed to leave all oil at home on Wednesdays, <laughs> but this man then tapped into, uh, I got a promise. I got a pro- well, we don't want your promise on the show, okay? I might not be able to see it, but I, no, 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 no. We don't need you to see in the future. We don't need you here in the future. We don't want your promise on this show, okay? Oh, boy. Bring the worst of you. All I'm saying is when I want to be serious and and pick them, I can pick them. You probably called Vince and said, I need a favor. (laughs) He probably did. Well, I was at the offices not too long ago. Hilarious! Absolutely Are you just serious? Undefeated? I can't. I, I. I. I wish I were making it up, but no. <laughs> I'm still the champion, though. <laughs> you. You are currently the champion. Uh, I'm gonna give us an update 
on uh i won't need no updates yeah no 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 no. i have to give updates have to give updates so let's see that's just stupid isn't that crazy he's undefeated right now and here's the crazy part he didn't have any picks for money in the bank so he's five and oh right now which is really kind of crazy um it, let's let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Sorry for doing this on the air, guys. Forgive me. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Coming out of Money in the Bank, strangely enough, it was only stuff for Courtney and yours truly, and we each went six and five. For money Which means bank. I'm still the champion. Well, you're not gonna. The, the title is uh, up through. I think we're gonna go through July. So I had um, to vacate the title. No, you don't. You're defending the title now. It's gonna be the cumulative thing. And once we get to the yeah. end of July, we'll see if I'm, you retain the championship. So I'm, I'm still the new. I'm still the champion. Well, and even though see, see oh young whippersnapper undefeated, he had a good night, but still, I'm still the champion. Well, here's the thing. Right now, you're losing. And you're losing pretty significantly. I'm yeah, but the match the ain't over with yet. He just came and hit me with a chair while I was coming down the ramp. So here's how things and it was go as of right WWE, now. WCW. Here's how it goes as of right now. The defending champion, Courtney, is 7-9. and nine. All right? Clack is 5-0. and oh, And I am 9-7. and seven. So this is going to get interesting to see how we figure this. Because I don't know if we're going to go on percentage or if we're going to go on actual wins. So we'll have to, uh, GB, to wait to decide that. Yes, sir. What is Courtney? Seven and nine. He's currently and losing. what are you? I'm nine and seven. Courtney is under five hundred. He is. You are slightly above five hundred. I am. And if my math is correct, valedictorian, <laughs> I do believe I have the highest winning percentage currently. This is correct. Yeah, now, but here's the thing. Yeah, but it's a three-way dance. It simply means you knock me out with a chair. You yes. punch GB well, in the face. Uh, you stand no, up. We're no, going to commercial number, break. Number three, GB. I'm not talking to him. <laughs> He's loud, and he keeps interrupting us. <laughs> and I, I'm almost sick of it. Not quite, oh, but I'm boy. almost. Oh boy. <laughs> How how do we block him on the network and on the show? <laughs> no, we want you blocked. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. We are sick of you. We just gonna come to Jesus in front of people. Okay, we are sick of you. You talk so loud. Oh, Your jokes God. go so long. We are trying to do a wrestling show, and you will not shut up. The fans oh, write every week that they love my, my material. I'm sick of it. He won't shut. Oh. Well, I think one of the best ways to shut him up is to take his title from him, which I, I know most people did not want him to win. So uh, I think it's our job to see to it that he loses this championship. Why are you telling me, fam? What do you mean people don't – is there a coup happening? I'm just telling you I've seen the chat room and the people The people were asking and the last thing they – they wanted you to be champion as much as they want Brock Lesnar to be champion. They, they, hey. I love Brock Lesnar now. Don't you talk about Brock Lesnar? Look at this. <laughs> so, so, so all I'm saying, GB is that you, old, you and old Brandon Rob Polika Clack over there want me out of the building, and I'm I may do like Magic Johnson to just walk away. Oh Lord, well, well, it'll be just like the Lakers, and we won't ask you back. <laughs> yeah, right. I got a bus out front. So here's the, the real people, deal. People, people. 
y'all really not want me as champ? Start writing it in the chats right now. We, do y'all really not want me as champion? Because really I believe don't. you love me. They no, no, really no, GB. Don't. You don't see the fan mail I see. You don't see the fan <laughs> I, mail that I, I, I see. Yeah, you don't see the fan mail you see either. So do you? Do you? <laughs> so are you? Are you in the? Let me guess. You have the spirit of Jussie Smollett. You write your own fan mail. Is that what? right? Wait no, a minute. People, people wait, literally, wait minute. people literally write me all the time. Wait it's a minute. It's an honor that you that, that, that you're winning this thing. What? You got the Jesse Smollett spirit? I'm I do not have the Jesse yes, Smollett. He does. Yes, That's he a whole does. other conversation, brother. <laughs> and then go to break. Go to break. So we're gonna we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we've got to talk about what went down today, earlier today in in Japan. Uh, the best of the Super Juniors. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we also have to talk about Raw and SmackDown. We'll get you ready for Super Showdown uh, and more. It's going to be a very, very jam-packed show. But right now, we've got some music. Yep, we've got some music to go to. Here's music. Uh, I spoke of Bianca Belair. It's her theme song. It's called Watch Me Shine. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. Hey, what's up? This is Matt Stryker, and you are listening to The Faction on Bonnerfied Radio. I'm on my own, against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. You will. 
announcement ladies and gentlemen look everyone bell and ebenezer are in love no silly is in the building you can now listen to bonafide radio courtesy of our new mobile app available for the ipod ipad and iphone Come on, you can do find it. out the latest news check out our podcast or listen to us live listen. right now on your phone oh, yeah. download the app today via the itunes app store by searching for bonafide radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. Can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Watch Me Shine. GB, why don't you shine? Go for it. I think I shall. Why, thank you. Uh, So I told you that there's a lot of pro wrestling happening right now. Of course, this past Saturday was TakeOver 25, which by all accounts is absolutely amazing. The next thing on the docket was the best of the Super Juniors tournament. The finals took place today uh, over in the great nation of Japan, part of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and it was significant for a lot of reasons. It's the 26th presentation of the best of Super Juniors, and here's how the card went down today. In a uh, six-man tag match, Dragon Lee, Shota Umino, and Titan defeated Bandino, 
J Bandito, excuse me, Jonathan Gresham and Ren Narita. And I should mention that Jonathan Gresham, who had been a longtime part of Ring of Honor, is currently a free agent. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Bullet Club team of El Fantasmo, Robbie Eagles, and Taiji Ishimori defeated Rapongi 3K. Then we had uh, the team of Chaos, which is Tomohoro Ishii, Toro Yano, and Yoshihashi, along with Jushin Liger and Tiger Mask 4. They defeated the Suzuki Gun team of, and, and this is not a joke, his name is really Dookie. Mm hmm. Minoru Suzuki, hey, shout out to Taiji, Taiji, Kanemaru, and Zack Saber Jr. The team of Lij, Bushi, Evil, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito defeated the team called Great Bash Heel, and that is uh, Togi Makabe and uh, Hanma, along with Kota Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi. There we go. And uh, Toa Nare. And then you had the Chaos team of Kazuchika Okada and Rocky Romero defeat Villain Enterprises. That's Brody King and Marty Skrull. Now let's get to the part that everybody really wants to talk about, the last three matches. The returning Hiroshi Tanahashi was defeated by Switchblade Jay White. Then John Moxley makes his new Japan Pro Wrestling debut and does it in a big way. The Death Rider... John Moxley defeats Juice Robinson to become the sixth IWGP US champion. We got to talk about that. And in the main event, Will Ospreay hands the first loss to Shingo Tagaki by pinfall to win the best of the Super Junior 26 tournament. All right, guys, what are your thoughts on this? Because really, for all the things that I mentioned earlier, it's really all about the last three matches. What are your thoughts? It was about the last three matches until you mentioned that they got a wrestler named Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Dookie. You would want I to mean, talk about him. I mean, I just had to Google Dookie real quick. And Dookie been wrestling for a minute. He, he passed, was, but now he's unmasked. Google Dookie. Yeah, I Google Dookie. He would. He would. Oh, what showed up on your on your search? Well, first Earth. off, you can't spell Dookie like we spell Dookie in the black community. It's D O U K I, yes, not D O O K I, or how we spell. How do you spell Dookie? I don't even want to we, talk about I that. Do. Can we move forward? What, what, what? Wait, 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 Clack. How do you spell Dookie? D O O K I E. Oh, okay. Dookie. I'm, I don't think a, I've ever in my life ever typed or text the word Dookie. That is a word that I'm certain did not end up at the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Shout out to all eight winners uh, who won this year, but carry on. But if they'd had the word Dookie, they'd only have one winner. Oh, Lord. Here you go. Oh, man. So so shout out to my main man, Dookie, uh, who, who, who uh, did his thing. Uh, but when it comes to Moxley, I wish Moxley had fought Dookie. That would have been real good. But Moxley got in there. He wore the short tights like a good wrestler with a cool jacket. He looked good over in NJ. He has newfound wind. He does. He has found his mojo again. Mm -hmm. And trust me, he's out of the Dookie crap. I didn't say Dookie has win, but I oh. will say Moxley is out of the crap show that was WWE oh. and hanging out with some new Dookie and NWJP. Oh. 
NW what? What did you call New Japan? NWJP. He said NWJP. Oh my god. That's what happens when you're playing with Dookie. NWJP is like New New Win Jerusalem Protestant. Oh my gosh. This show today. Oh gosh. Clack, did you have any thoughts? I'm glad you said show. I thought you were about to say something else. Oh no. No, no. Clack, any thoughts on this? I'm sure you don't have any. Yeah, no, I, I I, really, my hygiene level won't let me stoop down into playing with Dookie, so no. God. Well, <laughs> if we could ever get past that one wrestler's name, to me, this show was really all about the premiere of John Moxley. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. First and foremost, John Moxley being free of WWE, I think we need to go back and make sure you listen to his podcast with Chris Jericho. Uh, it 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 was powerful. He's now even gone on to talk about the infamous interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, and uh-huh. let me tell let me tell you what he said about that interview. He said, "Here's what happened. What happened was the producers initially sent him a bunch of questions all about his personal life, none of which he wanted to answer." The reason he did the podcast is because he had a lot of respect for Stone Cold and was hoping that since the two of them love wrestling, that they talk wrestling. So he was pretty much blindsided by a lot of the um, formulative questions, you know, the foundational types of questions like how'd you grow up, that type of stuff, which he didn't want to talk about because he didn't want to put his family on Front Street on national TV. Understood. So in his words, he checked out early when he didn't like those questions checked out and then felt blindsided when Stone Cold told him things like, you know, you guys need to do, you know, what we would do and and go off script. And he couldn't tell them uh, how he felt because at the time, not only was he WWE champion, but here's a guy who's doing two shows a night to make up for people who weren't there. So how then do you go on to the WWE's network and completely trash the company? You can't do it. So his hands were tied. You see, and let me just say this. Seeing him in AEW, now seeing him in New Japan, John Moxley is not Dean Ambrose. I repeat, John Moxley is not Dean Ambrose. He has a new lease on life. It reminds me of the independent artist who gets signed to a major label and ultimately has to dumb down their musicianship for the masses. It's not who they are, so we end up getting a shell of who they were until they become independent, and then all of a sudden they just release tons of music, tons of creativity. I think we're seeing something amazing, and I'm going to go on record by saying this. I feel like the the path that John Moxley is on is a direct credit to not just Cody Rhodes, but to Kurt Angle. Because when Kurt Angle left WWE, he began to prove that you can be a bigger star outside of the E than you were in the E. And you look at all the things that he did and Impact, and then when he went over to Europe and all the other places where he did incredible work, made a great name for himself that only enlarged his star. I think WWE ends up just being a stop. But if you think about John Moxley, most of us didn't know who he was until we were presented with Dean Ambrose. So you wouldn't know from his WWE work that here was a guy who was almost deemed king of the death match. Here's a guy who had no problem 
you know, getting himself blown up or, you know, fighting and doing crazy, crazy things. So to now go into the sanitized PG era of WWE is just not consistent with who he is. So he gets a chance to be who he is and he's shining. And I'll just say this. Most of us knew that there was not really a working relationship between AEW and New Japan. Now you have an AEW guy as their U.S. champion and put and the number one contender for the AEW World Championship fighting for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship this Sunday. We could have All Elite as New Japan champions as the IWGP Heavyweight Champion and as the U.S. champion. Let me say this, uh, and, 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 and I, I believe I'll find a witness with this. I am not a fan of the fact that he shut down in the middle of that interview. That is a huge sign of you not being healthy uh, emotionally. You have a job to do. Why not expect on a podcast where the past history of Stone Cold has been to start with, tell us about how you grew up. What did you expect, sir? Did you think that they were going to ask you one hour's worth of questions about how you do this move? How was that matchup? No, he's going to start with tell me how you grew up. He's done it with three. It's a sign of a healthy interviewer. So though I admire what you're doing now, don't you dare try to use that as an excuse on why you crapped over that whole interview because you are the world heavyweight champion and you are required to carry more than what other people. So I'm not giving you, sir, a pat on the back because you were wrestling when other people weren't. That's your job. Oh. Uh, now I can only imagine what Clack has to say. So, Clack, go forth, curb our imagination. Yeah, don't imagine too hard. Uh, it's all a bunch of nuke. And oh, I think God. that in any relationship, uh, you know, Dr. Stevenson tells me like this: in any relationship, you date the representative for the first six months, and you don't find out who the person really is until hardship hits. And AEW, New Japan, Dookie, Urine. All these new wrestlers, they're all going to find out that Dean Ambrose is a quitter. He does, he does, he has, he has no real love for the business. He found a new level of stardom that he's enjoying. Stone Cold exposed his real motives. If I work for another company, and it's especially if it's wrestling, where you get paid to trash other people, a la hitting the throne, you get paid, you get noticed. You get praised duking on other people. Why wouldn't I throw a WWE interview under the bus, blame it on them, when I'm talking to somebody who doesn't work for WWE either? It's a bunch of dookie. They'll see. Now, I I, I agree with a portion of what you said until you got to the end. Uh, I think that WWE is still exactly who he said they are. I'm just saying that his personal way of handling things is inexcusable. I think WWE is a mess. I think that Vince is a slave driver. I think that Vince is everything that he said he is. But I do think that he should not have crapped on Stone Cold's podcast because then it gives us a snapshot into exactly who we thought he was. Well, here here's my thought on it. I do think this, and there's an interesting statement that both he and Chris Jericho have made, which is the fact that there are a there's a significant number of the current WWE talent pool who is waiting to be able to conduct an interview just like John Moxley did. So there's definite unrest in the camp. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
and the product on Raw and SmackDown reflects that. I think it's also interesting, if you'll notice, have you noticed that there haven't been very many call-ups or alleged call-ups from NXT as of late? Well, here's Thank what I you, think. Lord. I think a couple of things. I think, number one, the NXT guys don't want to go to Raw or SmackDown because of the toxic environment. On top of that, I think if you can, if you're a definitive third brand, you don't need to go over there because you could just be like EC3 and sit in the back and do nothing. So it's an interesting space. Uh, and I it, think it, we... It ch- running behind our truth all night. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll say this. I'll say this relative to uh, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose. Um, you know, a lot of times people will talk when they have the freedom to, and obviously he didn't have the freedom to say some of the things that he said while employed by WWE. Here's why I can't call him a quitter. Because a quitter would have found a way to get out of their contract and not honor the full contract. Here's a man who worked up to his last day i mean he didn't have to do that he expected to be able to sit home and they honored him and didn't so you know there's a lot of things and and i think this john moxley thing um is a little on the complicated side for a few reasons on one hand you know i think wwe was trying to extend an olive branch to him by keeping him on tv the entire time um and he knew you know because he had told them you know what's next for him is he's recording a movie the movie he was recording was the promo to what's next for him so i don't know that he was he didn't, lie. No, he, he didn't lie but he also knew that there was deception involved um here's my thought my thought is at the end of the day at the end of the day i think dean ambrose john moxley has to do obviously what's best for him what's best for his family and the ultimate sign of where he stands will be his long-term level of success which if what he did in new japan today is any indication let me tell you those folks love him and he's got a very bright future in the world of pro wrestling and he's one of the few guys who's able to do aew and new japan which says an awful lot about John Moxley. So congratulations to the new IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Champion, which, as an interesting note, the first IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Champion is a vice president at All Elite. His name is Kenny Omega. (laughs) Interesting stuff for sure. Right now, though, let's switch gears. We talked quite a bit about All Elite. We've talked about New Japan. Let's head over to WWE and get our Raw recap from this Monday night, Courtney, take it away. Monday Night Raw with WWE was live from Austin, Texas. That's right, right up the road from the Frank Irwin Center. And I believe Austin's the current home of the Mark Henry. Raw kicked off when Seth Rollins said, hey, I want to know what's going to happen. And that guy, Brock Lesnar, brought out a Brock party and said, I'm going to do it now. I'll do it on Friday. Friday with Heyman yelling, Brock, Brock, Brock. Drew McIntyre in the revival defeated Roman Reigns and the Usos. The Lucha House Party brawl with Lars Sullivan. Charlotte Flair defeated a ugly, terrible Lacey Evans in that match. She needs to work on wrestling skills. Rey Mysterio relinquished the United States Champion to Samoa Joe. Braun Strowman defeated Bobby Lashley. Nikki Cross, crazy or uncrazy, defeated WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Peyton Royce. Brock Lesnar attacked the Universal Champion Seth Rollins. Bray Wyatt presented a very special episode of the Firefly Funhouse. 
Triple H and Randy Orton met face to face and Randy told him, hey, make sure you get your gold nash from your wife. Triple H said, they're too big to bring through TSA. Ricochet defeated Cesaro and The Undertaker came out and addressed Goldberg and told him, you're ready. Guys, what did you think about WWE Raw? Wait, what did he tell him? He told him, you're ready. Because he's old. And he can't say you're next. So it just came out as Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> I have thoughts, but Clack, go ahead. Come on. Monday Night Raw was, was another run. win. Monday Night Raw was another win overall. Uh, I really enjoyed the entire program. Uh, even Bray Wyatt's little weird, little fiery funhouse. Even that was it's starting to become intriguing, at least for me. Uh, it's been it intriguing for me probably since uh well it was it was intriguing for me week one but I well well okay. week three when he debuted the the new guy that's I literally said something under my breath that I can't say anywhere else I was like oh my god it and so I've been very intrigued ever since uh with the Firefly Funhouse I'm with you uh Braun Strowman and Bobby Lassie that was a little weird with the arm wrestling but. Other than that, the whole thing was good. Uh, I'm going to save my comments for Undertaker and Goldberg when we talk about SmackDown. And I keep telling y'all, I don't care if it is Kofi. I don't care if it's Seth. I don't care who it is. Cesaro needs the strap. I hope they're building to that. I think Cesaro has been a world champion in the making for years. I think the reason he has not been given the strap has been Vince, who is just one of those guys who believes that Cesaro can't talk and Cesaro doesn't have personality. Here's the deal. We remember a certain WWE Hall of Famer who did not conduct an interview during a said undefeated streak. We didn't hear him say much of anything, and he became the company's biggest star. Talking about Goldberg, okay? Goldberg was never known for great interview skills. He did all his talking in the ring. And consistently for the last three weeks, Cesaro and Ricochet have given us match of the year caliber productions not just that but if you look over time man there are a few years ago that cesaro took john cena when he was the world champion to the limit in another match of the year he consistently performs and that should be rewarded put this man in the title picture immediately matter of fact can you imagine ricochet versus uh cesaro for the universal championship Holy cow, you've got something that we all want to see. So I definitely think um, that they really need to, to do that. I, I have other thoughts, but I may save them for SmackDown because um, I definitely have some thoughts about Goldberg Undertaker. Well, I just want to hear the theme. We will, we will brock you, oh, stop you. Uh, That's all. They'll tell that old time of brock and roll. Oh, I mean, <laughs> everything. I mean, we, we, we can even do the gospel. On Christ the solid Brock we land. I mean, Brock Lesnar is inviting us all to a Brock party, and I love new Brock Lesnar. But wait, I think you I think the only reason you love Brock Lesnar 
is because he's been on TV for three consecutive weeks. That's never no. happened in the history of his return. It was it was the first time he had that when he came out with that briefcase because I hated it when he won it. But the next night when he came out with that briefcase up to his ear, acting like it was a radio, and the, and the and WWE wasn't prepared. They didn't have anything for it. Mm-mm. He just did it on his own. Mm-hmm. Then next week they tried to add some music to it, and you see Brock with that stupid grin on his face, and then him saying when he smacked Heyman with that paper. I mean, it just make you want to swagger out smacking people with paper. And then Brock Party came out last uh, on Monday and said, "I ain't cashing in until Friday." Oh my lord. It's a rock party. I'll say this. Uh, maybe my new name for him is Radio Raheem, um, because that would probably be appropriate. Uh, I will I say this. I don't think we should go that far. I yeah, will, say, I that will far. say this. I'll say this. I think uh, I think this wrinkle to Brock is necessary. Um, he needed to do something besides throw people around. And I think the fact that he got the opportunity to still be very, very physical. I mean, he left blood on the dance floor Monday night. And I think as a result of that, we still can view him as a monster. But he's a monster who we found another piece that we tap into. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just don't want to see the complete softening of Brock as we've seen with a Braun Strowman. Uh, as we've seen with a cane, as we've seen with a few other people over time. I don't, I don't want to see that. But I'll say this, though, guys. That to me, this doesn't feel like Vince. It feels like Brock. It feels like Brock did something when he came out because it felt right. And then WWE said, hmm, we could probably cash in so Brock do more of what you want to do. To hear Brock have the microphone and talk for himself, yeah, it's like old school Brock. I, was, I, I watched the old school moment where Kurt Angle beat the brakes off of Brock Lesnar back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, beat them. He, I mean, he he angle slammed him through a through, through a, a, a chair. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved watching Brock recover from that. So watching a little bit of humanity. I don't care what Clack says because you know Clack hates when a monster becomes human. Uh, I, I I think it's good. I think it's good for business. I'll, I'll say this much. I think uh, Brock Lesnar, we forget because of the last eight plus years of what he has brought us. But if you go back to when he was the next big thing, uh, you know, he was beating guys and he would show up. Let's not forget he had the lone um, uh, Iron Man match for the WWE Championship on SmackDown. Him and Kurt Angle. I mean, like, there, there have been some great, great moments. Who can forget him uh, suplexing the big show through the ring and they completely broke the ring. Um, There are a lot of great moments that we have forgotten about with Brock Lesnar because he so rarely shows up. I want to figure out what got him to show up three weeks in a row. And maybe Mm. it's just because he's not interested in MMA anymore, so now he can devote fully who he is to what WWE's doing. Well, I think it's that money. You know what I'm saying? The Elton John movie's coming out. They're calling Brock now the Brocket Man. Oh, God. The the, the, the Brocket Man got his check, man. And let me guess. Next year, you're going to tell us the Brock the Vote, right? Like, I just. That's right. Brock the Vote. Uh, I mean, we can keep doing this. Michael Jackson said, I want to Brock with you. I mean, the whole thing just goes on and on and on and on. WWE's going to hire you as their marketing manager for Brock Lesnar. Hire me, guys. I am ready because I believe in Brock Lesnar. We need to to release the shirts that say Planet Brock. Like African Bombada, Planet Brock. Man, oh, 
man. Well, you mentioned African Africa Bambata. You're you're really reaching for them. Black History Month for them is still Martin Luther the King. But let, let me jump away from that very quickly. Ooh, I felt myself going to a bad place. With that said, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to head to uh, SmackDown after this break. And we'll get you ready for Super Showdown. We'll find out if we're really excited about it and if we believe that indeed the Super Showdown is what they say it is, a WrestleMania caliber pay-per-view. But right now, let's go to some music from someone who will be featured at the Super Showdown. He's the Intercontinental Champion. He's Finn Balor, and he wants us to catch our breath. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank! What's up, guys? This is Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction.
This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfied Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonnerfied.com or via the Bonnerfied Radio app. Bonnerfied Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. I, yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, Gee, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Dan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, this is Courtney. Welcome back to the faction. That was Catch Your Breath, Finn Balor's theme song, or as he'll be called in AEW, Fergal Devitt. So, GB, what's a smackdown? I don't know where that came from, but sure. That's his real name, Fergal Devitt. I know that, but what makes you think he's headed to AEW? Oh, everybody, WWE's going to close. Oh, wow. Remember, remember I said last year that WWE wouldn't be on uh, television? And look at what's happening. Yeah, they're on uh, a bigger network. That's uh, what's happening. And they exactly. got far more money in both of those. So, no, I'm not calling you on your predictions, which is probably why you're going to hey, lose man. the championship because you just hey, got man. lucky you, you, right around WrestleMania. You can't win them all. Can't and win you, them all. And you won't win this one. So, with that said, let's go to SmackDown last night, which I can't even believe the name of this arena. Um, it's called the Sames Auto Arena. What's going on in Laredo, Texas, that they have an arena called Sames Auto? Or let me guess, it's Sames. Anyway, <laughs> that's a mess for sure. As we kick things off with uh, Kofi Kingston telling the world how glad he is to be an inspiration. We got to see a little bit of his trip to his native land in Ghana. And then Dolph Ziggler came out uh, saying it should have been me. Or maybe like Tori Kelly, it should have been us. Unlike Shaggy, oh. where he said it wasn't me. But be <laughs> that as it may, we just got a lot more of the same old, same old from Dolph Ziggler. Turned into a tag match where Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then Dolph Ziggler came out and got him some. Then there was a moment of bliss featuring the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bailey. And then the complexion of the SmackDown women's division changed as it turned into a triple threat to determine the number one contender for Bayley and Raw's Alexa Bliss 
defeats Carmella and Charlotte Flair to become the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WWE Stomping Grounds. Then we had the first time ever a 24-7 championship lumberjack match between R-Truth and Elias and chaos continues to ensue which is just the whole name of the game of the 24-7 championship. Shane McMahon, The Revival, and Drew McIntyre had their way with Roman Reigns, beat him down again, just ahead of the big super showdown. Then Lars Sullivan delivered an unsettling exclusive interview where he said the world knew him by one word, and I thought everyone was going to say the obvious, racist. But instead, they said, freak, go figure. With that said, uh, then, uh, then Andrade shows up challenging Finn Balor for Super Showdown. And we are supposed to end the night with Goldberg and Undertaker coming face to face. But clearly, Goldberg ended the interview about five minutes early. So we got a bunch of extra stuff. But yeah, Goldberg, Undertaker, face to face, first time ever on SmackDown. Guys, what are your thoughts on last night's episode of SmackDown? Glad you got it. He quit. <laughs> he quit. He's gone. Okay. He quit. Go figure. Yeah, I, I think Man, the, the obvious took him was, out, so go figure. It was... Uh, uh, I love Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But why do we keep trusting the man who's had all of seven matches in the last 15 years? has had all of five open mic interviews on his own in 15 years. Why do we keep trusting him to do stuff on live television? Uh, I don't understand. Now, I'm actually shocked that you're not saying pleasant words about the last remnants of WCW. No, it's not the last remnants of WCW. Oh, WCW is. is living on in AEW, oh, which is Lord. how they got to deal with TNT. So, so I don't, I don't even want to hear that. As a WCW matter of fact, I was on for wrestling. I was on. No, 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 no! Don't you over talk me because you can't even talk loud. Oh, and so God. I will tell you this: as I told someone on a wrestling group that was on on Facebook, WCW is longer with us because of the AOL Time Warner merger, not because wrestling wasn't successful, because they just didn't like wrestling. They couldn't Sir. accept wrestling because they hated wrestling. Sir. Now that we got oh, that squared away, Lord. I did not like Bill Goldberg on the show the other day. I'm trying to figure out why we keep bringing up a decrepit Bill Goldberg and Undertaker to be a part of current modern day. 20. In 2019, we're still having to drag Undertaker's body around to be present. Jesus help us. Let me tell you why. It's the same reason Brock Lesnar is back with his Brock party. M-O-N-E-Y. Listen. At least Brock has revolutionized himself and said, let me do something different. Well, here's the deal. Goldberg and Undertaker aren't showing up every week. This is all to please the Saudi people and that rather large contract. Think about this. There was no buildup to this match. These guys had not been on television. They didn't do any social media interviews. They didn't email anything in. They didn't tweet anything. They didn't text anything. They didn't Snapchat anything. This is the first we've heard from them, and it's the week of. So it says to me, these guys aren't going to be a regular part of what happens in WWE. They're coming because the Saudis offered a great check. So with all of that said and understanding that and understanding how I have said previously, I have no interest in Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Blah, 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 blah. Last night, I got goosebumps. 
I got goosebumps. I last did night. not. I, of course, you got you goosebumps did. because they goose, because be, got, you got no, goosebumps no, 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 no. because they no. left the blue lights on. Let me now. Now you go ahead and it was, and, and it was see, good lighting. Now let me finish, since you wouldn't let me overtalk you. So here's the deal, Bill Goldberg. We hadn't seen him on TV since he said, I'm done after, you know, the Hall of Fame or whatever. Well, he came back and um, you know what? We didn't need a long interview with him. So if if it were me, what I would have done was I would have put him up at 955 and not 950. They expected him to go too long. And he didn't, so that entire <laughs> thing was done. I'm looking at my watch. It's 9.55. I'm like, how are y'all going to fill these next five minutes? And they right. did it in the worst way possible. We're just going to keep promoting uh, this whole pay-per-view. And here's the problem. The thing we should have seen to end SmackDown was Goldberg and Undertaker face-to-face. That's your go-home shot because of all the things that have happened in the world of pro wrestling. We've never seen them in the ring together except, of course... Royal Rumble 2017 there in uh, San Antonio where they came face to face for the first time but on a one on one Mm -hmm. situation we've never seen that before and so this was very very special that should have been the go home shot instead of what happened last night so they should have put Goldberg up at 955 if they put Goldberg up at 955 this thing ends differently we all feel different about Smackdown with that said Call it nostalgia, call it whatever. But the fact that the only real change in Goldberg's uh, presentation is gray hair instead of uh, brown, but he still has the great body. Undertaker still looks like Undertaker. He's gotten himself in shape. This is, listen, and here's the thing this is not going to be Undertaker HBK. We know that. It's not going to be WrestleMania 25 where we go 30, 40 minutes. This is going to be Smash Mouth. This is going to be the dream match that we never thought we would see. Quite frankly, if Sting could come back and look in great shape and give us a great promo, I'd be interested in the Sting-Undertaker match. I'll just tell you that. I really would. And you could offer that in Saudi and get away with it. You sure could. You sure could. So for me, um, Goldberg versus Taker, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I was upset that they did not promote this more, but as I think about it, those guys didn't need to be on our TV a whole lot. One time was enough, and we can be excited and check this thing out. It also says to me there's not going to be a major program afterwards, which is fine. These guys are going to do their work, be professionals, get that good Saudi money, and go back to their homes, and it's really quite okay. I do find it interesting, though, that The Undertaker appears and has appeared at all the Saudi shows, but for the first time in many years, Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah, because that money hit a little bit harder when it's coming from over there. Well, and not just that, but I don't think he had a deal for that WrestleMania because, remember, he was headed to StarCast. He, he, he didn't, and then Vince, uh, he knew there was trouble in the water. Mm-hmm. And Vince said, nope. I'll give you. So, so he shows up the night after WrestleMania, which just I still think is one of the most boneheaded moves that WWE ever did. But that's another story <laughs> for another time. So... All right, so let's do this. Let's do this. We got to talk about Super Showdown because it is coming this Friday night on the WWE Network. Uh, Excuse me, not Friday night. It's Friday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Excuse me, 11 a.m. Pacific. And And don't forget, it's their international show now. It is an international. You know what? They've done everything they could not to mention 
that this is in Saudi Arabia. On occasion, they'll say it's Jeddah, but they won't say Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Um, and it's the Super Showdown, which, let's just be honest, um, that's a very close name to the Australian pay-per-view, which was the Super Show Live. So, yeah, yeah not very creative. But I guess calling it Crown Jewel would not work either. So I'm just grateful it's not the greatest Royal Rumble or something again. Well, don't worry about that because they are going to have 50 men in a Royal Rumble. Uh, excuse me, 50 men in a battle royal, which I just think is such a waste of talent. I mean, I really waste. do. Um, okay, so I was going to go through this pay-per-view and do predictions. But to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know that I want to waste our good power on the Super Showdown for an international pay-per-view that's really not going to have any sort of merit unless unless well maybe we should do it no 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 I don't think we should I don't think we should the only thing I want to know and not not going on paper is the only thing I want to know is do you think that Dolph is going to beat Kofi well I had a second question go ahead number one no I don't think Dolph is going to beat Kofi um, but my bigger question is, do you think Brock is going to cash in? Uh, I'm going to go on record, and I think he does. I whew. Think about this. They have been, first of all, I hate the fact, and I've said this off air, but I have to say it on air. I hate the fact that they literally threw WrestleMania under the bus for the Saudis and said initially that this pay-per-view was going to be as good, if not better, than WrestleMania. Does the NFL say, hey, this game is going to be better than the Super Bowl? Does the NBA say, hey, this series is going to be better than the NBA Finals? So I think WWE... Man, I hope this doesn't throw my opportunity away. But I got to say what it is. Stop pimping and prostituting yourself for this Saudi money. You already have the agreement. So you don't need to throw Russell. What what makes it a car that is equivalent or better than WrestleMania? Just because it's in a giant arena? No. That's like saying, okay, this is the greatest taco I've ever tasted because a hundred thousand people are going to taste it no it's not it just means a hundred thousand people are going to taste a bad taco potentially (laughs) you know so I think WWE and nothing about this card even remotely rivals Wrestlemania the only thing would be Undertaker Goldberg you got Seth Rollins against Baron Corbin you got Kofi Kingston against Dolph Ziggler who we haven't seen in a ring since Royal Rumble um, Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon, right. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. This sounds like a glorified episode of Monday Night Raw. Right. The Lucha House Party against Lars Sullivan. Then you bring Triple H from the office to battle Randy Orton. And the only thing that even has a remote WrestleMania feel to it is The Undertaker versus Goldberg. And there wasn't enough promo done for that. So how are you calling this a show that rivals WrestleMania? Because it's what they do. It's just like their friend in DC. Everything's bigger and larger. Ooh. So we can put this hashtag fake news. Got it. All right. So, yeah. Well, let me ask this. Will you be watching the Super Showdown? Uh, I'll have some friends in from the Mid-South area. I'll see. 
Okay. Uh, I, Relational time will be much more important than uh, the Super Showdown. Yeah, yeah. I I'm probably gonna watch because it's my civic duty to. Um, and my hope is that with it being Friday afternoon, it might be a little easier because I think the baby will be asleep at that time. Um, so I might have a little bit of license to be able to watch. Um, but I. <sighs> Triple H, Randy Orton, we've seen it like 15 million times. I've got no seen interest. Seen it before. You know, I've got no interest in Heard something. it all before. Listen, the, now the match that's probably going to steal the show is Finn Balor and Andrade. Um, yeah. That's going to be a Facts. great match. That's going to be a great Facts. match. Um, we know Facts. Taker and Goldberg is probably going to give us five to ten minutes at best. I think their entrances mm-hmm. will be more intriguing than the match itself. Um, Agreed. But you know what? For those of us from the Monday Night Wars, this is one of those things we thought we'd never see. And so, thankfully, they're not being wheeled down to the ring. We can see it. I, I, I'm i interested. Uh, the promo got me excited. So we'll see. You know, but it, it's very clear this isn't like two guys who hate each other. They don't have WCW and WWE on their back. It's just kind of like, hey, we want to see who's going to win. And that, yep. to me, is never a great promo. Who's the better yeah. man? No. Who's the better man? <laughs> you're Goldberg. You're a machine. You're the undertaker. You bury people. You don't talk about who's yeah. the better man. You're the dead man. Nobody's better than a dead man. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. So, oh. all right. Any parting words for the people? Guys, pray for the nature boy, Ric Flair. He Yo. needs it. So, Flair did this exclusive interview uh, here in Atlanta, which is where he lives. Um, and in the interview, he talked about the um, – you, you remember there was a lot of news a couple of weeks ago that TMZ broke that uh, Flair was in dire straits. Um, <laughs> and, and they came back and they said, hey, you know, this was uh, a routine thing that was already scheduled. So, Flair gets on TV – and they're promoting it as, you know, another near-death experience. And Flair is presenting it in the same way. Flair didn't say this was some routine thing that we had planned all as well. No, he didn't say that. So now I'm trying to wonder who kind of do we believe? You know, we said we didn't believe TMZ. People We almost lost it, him, y'all. But we did, if he says we almost lost him, then I got to believe what he said. I gotta believe Glad, it. You ought to be shaming yourself for laughing when we almost lost here's, the greatest thing to ever touch wrestling. Here's why. I don't know what kind of agreement Flair and God got going on. <laughs> they, keep, they keep tricking us. Yeah. Flair be spending a little time in hell. He be dancing. God gives him a chance to repent. He tricks God, comes back to earth, and back to hoeing around. Uh-huh. I, Flair. <laughs> That rocket to Space Mountain still got a little nasty juice left in it. <laughs> you, you know what Flair does? You know that thing where he's on his knees, he's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. That's what he's doing. <laughs> oh, my God. GB, so you think Flair was really on his deathbed? Well, I'm watching this interview, and Flair on his own accord said, yeah, this was a very serious situation. He did not treat this like this was a scheduled routine procedure. And let's consider this. If it were a scheduled routine benign procedure, he would have then gone 
to StarCast for his celebrity roast. Instead, he did not travel. Man, listen, Flair Flair told him he's going to live to be 95. Yeah, I mean... Who do you think will live longer? Do you think Flair or Vince will live longer? Well, they are about the same age. Vince is a little older than Flair, believe it or not. Vince is about two or three years older than Flair. So Um, you think... Y'all think Vince will outlive Flair? Oh, yeah. I don't know. They might go together. Vince looks much better. He looks much better. Who, Vince? Yeah, he looks much better than Flair. Have you I seen saw that Flair? clip you sent us, GB? Yeah. And and Flair had that old old shirt with the bacon neck on. Yeah. Flair looked off, and the teeth are yellower. But They're like you and dead I, yellow. You and I both know that some good-looking people have left us. So I'm not trying to speak death on anybody. I just don't know. You know, I don't know. GB, who would you prefer to die first? Me? Oh, my God. I can't believe we're having this conversation. I'm going to say this. I think whenever either of them go, it will be the saddest day in the history of pro wrestling. Um, wow. I don't think- it'll be the saddest day when, 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 when Ric Flair goes. It'll be a much sadder day. No, 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 no. I think, I think honestly, they will be on par because both of them made such major contributions to this sport. I mean, like seriously. Flair I don't know if I'll be able to do the show that day. Well, that's if you. it's on a Wednesday. That's you. If it's on a Wednesday, I, man, I, I don't know, man. Y'all pray for me now. Uh, if Flair dies, I can still do the show. <laughs> oh my god! I cannot. Oh my God! So wait, 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 wait. Let me let me have this discussion before we go. Very quickly, I've been talking about this in our group chat. Uh, there is a show called The Dark Side of the Ring. It airs on Viceland, and it is really some of the most compelling. I've always said WWE probably does the best job in terms of storytelling with documentaries and things, but this rivals that. Um, and they've talked about some pretty major things that have happened in our business that we've never gotten real closure on. They talked about the story of Randy Savage and Elizabeth. They talked about the story of the death of Gino Hernandez. They talked about the Von Erics, the death of Bruiser Brody. Uh, they also talk about the uh, controversy surrounding the fabulous Moolah. Um, some great, great stuff there. If you guys have not checked it out, it's on a network called Viceland. It is available on demand. Uh, it's amazing television. Have you guys had a chance to check it out, any of the episodes at all? I've not had a chance to see it, but I've seen everybody talking about it, and I definitely want to see it because I am into those type of documentaries. You ha- it, is, it is a great investment of your time, a great investment. Y'all Courtney, see it? Courtney, GB. You know I don't say this lightly. It is the quality of it, the information of it, is at least five times better than anything WWE has ever done. Wow. Well, how, wait, how many I shows agree. have y'all watched? There, there are six I, episodes. There are six episodes. And there, the Montreal Screwjob is in there, too. GB, that Montreal Screwjob and Macho Man's. Yo. Th- those, those two episodes. Yo. Well, let me tell Courtney, you, those that, things are intense. Courtney, I'm about to watch them today. How Courtney, do I watch them? You, you, you can if you have cable and you have like on demand. If you do I that, do. just search for Dark Side of the Ring, and it's there. Wow. That's how I found it. Or you can it. watch it on YouTube. Well, okay, you can watch it on YouTube wow. as well. It's it's ama- Listen, Courtney, you were a fan of Bruiser Brody, right? Oh yeah, because oh, you were yeah. world class. They talk about the death of Bruiser Brody. It is one of the most complex things I have ever seen. 
Real talk, wow. they, t- they, they talk, first of all, from a very objective perspective. So, you know, sometimes with WWE stories, they're not always objective. There's a second side that maybe they don't tell. Yeah. On these, yeah. it is completely balanced, man. And listen, being wow. a world-class guy like you, the Gino Hernandez thing, whew, listen, listen, this series here, and I, I heard an interview that the uh, guy did on Busted Open with our friend Mark Henry. Uh, there's talk of a second season for this, for there being more stories to talk about, but it is intense. It is the yeah. real deal. So hopefully you can go ahead and check it out, Courtney, and uh, maybe next okay. time we're together, we can talk about it. But it's super heavy. Yeah. It's super heavy. You will hear things about the Montreal screw job. I guarantee you have not heard. This is true. Really? And okay, I'm on your second cousin, Jim Cornette. Mm hmm. Yeah. Listen, guys, Jimmy yep. Cornette is one of the smartest minds in the business. Yeah, it's it, it, he is, but Jim, he tells some stuff I don't think he should have told. Yeah, he said really? a lot. He said some. He said some. GB, heavy stuff. I think he said too much. Yeah, he may have. I'll tell you this: this series was so intriguing. If I nearly watched it in one he night. Told too much. Good lord! I'm telling you, I nearly watched the entire series in one night. It's that compelling. It's that compelling. You got to. GB, I, me too. I mean, like, seriously, I was literally, like, my mind was blown. My mind yep. was blown. And the, the Macho Man Elizabeth stuff, I thought about you, Clack, when I watched it. Because I was like, this year, oh, this is a problem. This is a problem. It was a problem. It's a problem. I won't tell it all, but. Man, I wish we I wish we could, we could get Macho Man on the show. Okay, Wait. so we got to get yep, out of here, it. guys. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Clack. You can reach me at uh, Dookie at AEW uh, wow. on Facebook, Instagram. Wow. <laughs> and Twitter. Really? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dare I ask, Courtney? Pray for Flair at gmail.com. Jesus, oh do something in his life. Save his life, Lord. Lord. Send him. He's Zacchaeus. Flair is Zacchaeus. Jesus. And you can simply reach me at Bonnerfied. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We'll certainly be talking about the Super Showdown. We've got Dominion coming this Sunday uh, where we could see Chris <laughs> Jericho as the new IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Can you imagine? Chris Jericho holding the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the AEW World Championship. It could happen, folks. It could happen. So all that and more next time we're together. Until then, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB. We are the faction.